from Workhouse Connect and A.J. Benza. Fame. Uh, he liked to be walked on a leash and play really dirty, kinky sex games. He's a... The guy put the cock in the Peacock Network, okay? Bitch. Hey, everybody. A.J. Benza here with Fame is a Bitch. This is your podcast for March 23rd, 2020. <sighs> Seven more days and we're done with this month. Now, I can't say this was the march that finally turned the tide for me and made everything great, even if my luck did change a little bit with the uh, the rebirth of high-stakes poker coming back this summer. And, you know, um, <laughs> the fact that we've all learned that, you know, the Chinese flu is going to be around a while, uh, not the best march, but I, I can no, no longer claim it just for me. Now all of us get a little taste of what March can do. Um, I just was about to uh, come in the studio in the bathroom and uh, do um, the show, but I had to stop because Madonna, Madonna was in a bathtub waxing poetic about our lives right now. And whenever Madonna talks lately, whether she's singing songs about frying fish, you see her, she, she sang about frying fish the other day. Her face is too tight. She's done too much to her, her her complexion with procedures and what have you. She no longer looks like Madonna. She looks like she belongs in in, in, in Grey Gardens with Drew Barrymore. That great uh, documentary based on the mother and daughter uh, eccentrics. Madonna just yeah, she's I she's become someone's crazy old aunt, and that's sad because I fucking remember when you know when the word was out. That she was in the city or in the same room and, you know, there was so much sexuality, some such a sexual charge to the room she was in <clears throat> or the party she was at. It feels like it just that sort of thing disappeared from her real quick. And I think she kind of helped it along with some of the shit she's done and said. But today she's in a bathtub and she says, um, you know, very she's naked and her knees are pulled up to her tits. So you can't see her nipples. I'm shocked. You know, in the old days, she would have done this with a leg spread open, delivering a baby. But she said, the coronavirus doesn't care about how rich you are, how famous you are, how funny you are, how smart you are, where you live, how old you are, what amazing stories you can tell. It's the great equalizer. What's terrible, what's terrible about it is what's great about it. What's terrible is it's made us all equal in many ways. And what's terrible is it's made us all equal in many ways. And then she kind of laughed and said, at the end, we're all in the same boat and we're all going down together. You know, she didn't sound too happy about being in the same boat with people like me and you. That's what I got out of that. She looked like, you know what? I busted my ass all these years and now I'm going to go down in the ship with a bunch of common people. And also she looked like she was bathing in mozzarella water. I don't know where she got this, what she put, some kind of milk is in this water. Who the fuck knows? But the virus is making a lot of people say and do things in a variety of odd ways. It's almost like rabies. Lost the listener the other night. Actually, I got rid of him. If you follow the Facebook podcast Obsessed page, you know who this guy is. He ended up being exactly who I knew he was many months ago. This guy was somebody who posted a message, um, I think back in November, maybe. Maybe saying, you know, he was quitting Patreon because, you know, he's complaining about uh, too much politics and you know, you talk too much about yourself. And I'm like, anybody who thinks that, 
Obviously, I'm talking about myself. That's part of the charm, quote unquote, of this show. So if you don't like it, you got to go. No hard feelings. But this guy got mean. You know, and I explained to him because we had a guy said, look, you know, I talked about politics a few times lately. This is months and months ago. And I really stood, stood away, stood away from it. And he complained about, you know, over the summer, he was, he, he missed some shows and the, 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 the sound of the show was off. And I'm like, really fucking dude, I fucking moved from, I was, you know, I left my family. I'm living with my sister, doing shows out of different rooms, losing equipment, moving her to Chicago. Sorry. I missed three shows in three months. That's what some people are like. Anyhow, he came back on to the show. He goes, okay, I'll do $50 on Patreon. I just don't want to hear any politics. I said, yeah, you're probably not. I, I'm not going to do it much anymore. But with the virus and all this shit coming around, you know, I have thrown a lot of that talk in there. It's great when it includes celebrities, but sometimes it doesn't include a celebrity. And it's just something we got to talk about as people, as a pseudo family, so to speak. You know, why should we stop if we talk about things on the Facebook page? Why do we have to stop when the show begins? I like to I like to think we're there for each other regardless. Many of you have been there for me in different facts, different different forms. But so it got mean. And I said, you know, this fucking guy. So he started complaining. He came off the $50 level, went down to 10, then went to five. Then he started giving me shit the other night. You know, I want to hear gossip. You're, you're doing it wrong. You're, you're, you're losing it. You're, I said, do me a favor. Get the fuck out. Just get out of here. Get out of here with your five bucks. I don't care if it was $50. I don't want you here. You know, I, I, stop talking about the virus. And then you're losing it. Really? Come on, dude. Mean, nasty guy. So I let him have it. Oh, he goes, he goes, now what are you going to do? Get rid of me on Patreon? Say, yep, life's too short. The way we're all living now, why would any one of us want to live with a guy, basically, basically a heckler by your side, giving you shit each turn? None of us want to have that person next to us. So, I don't care what you do for a living, but I don't care if you're if you're a roofer, you're up on a roof hammering nails in, and somebody's telling you, ah, you know what? That's the wrong hammer for that nail. You want to hear that shit all day? No, you push him off the roof, so he's gone. And of course, he said some shitty things on the way out. I won't even repeat them, but um, he raced to my Instagram and said some bullshit about me being a loser. Real, real asshole. So glad he's gone. But he's he's listening to the free show right now. There's, there's no way he's not going to listen to the show. Of course he is. So. It was. It's good not having you. That's all. That's all I'll say. And then there's this passive aggressive guy from Australia. I, this guy must have direct messaged me for over two years. We've talked back and forth about a lot of things, um, and that's the way I am. You know, I always respond to you guys. Whatever the conversation is, I talk. I give it. I give it a few minutes here and there. I'm talking to some of you people almost three years now. That's the way I am. He said a few dumb things over the last twenty four months. I let him stay. I was going to say, eh, just let him stay. Fuck it. This guy's not a Patreon and, and once in a while listens to the show. And when he does, he complains. You got to stop inventing uh, girlfriends you said you had. Just just stick to gossip, bro. You know, when you mentioned you were with Brando's daughter, that's if that's even if you banged her. I mean, I, I said, I, I, I go, what the fuck? You're out, you're out there in Australia dodging kangaroo shit, telling me I'm lying about my life. So it felt good to purge those two assholes. Bill and Ryan. Goodbye. And I know they're listening, but they're done because they can't help it. They have to listen. Bill, the liberal, knows that everybody on his side's an asshole. And he can't stand that I pointed out. And Ryan, Ryan's a closeted gay guy. No question about it. Wants to believe that that I lie because he wants me all to himself. That's that's it's a huge gay crush on me. And that's that.
The bottom line, it's near impossible to not talk about the Chinese flu, especially when you have asshole tone deaf celebrities like Gal Gadot, who started that dumb video of celebrities singing the John Lennon song. Imagine you had to have seen this by now. They all sing a verse. Gal gets it started. Will Ferrell, Sarah Silverman, Jimmy Fallon, Mark Ruffalo, Natalie Portman, Jamie Dornan, so many, Kristen Wiig. God help the assistant and the cameraman who had to stay there and film them sing the whole song because every celebrity sang the whole song and then you got to just take their their line and edit it. But somebody did a search of the net worth of all these celebrities combined in the video, and it's about $530 million. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe some of them have donated money for people who are going to be hurt and, and are hurt economically from this Chinese flu. Maybe some have sent money to help look for a cure. Could be. Like Michael Bloomberg. Bloomberg dropped $500 million on the presidential campaign to basically win the votes of uh, American Samoa. But he did just donate $40 million to help defeat the Chinese flu. So he's putting his money where his mouth is. Good, Good for them. Look, if those people put money into this thing, good for them. And, uh, you know, I have nothing bad to say about them. But if this song is all they're willing to do with the with the platform and the podiums they have as huge celebrities, then fucking spare me. And I, I love Gal Gadot, but unless I hear this raise some money or some shit, it's just a pretentious thing celebrities do that did nothing for anyone. It's that attitude of, look at us. We're famous. Tune in. I'm going to... I'm going to get my friends who are very famous, too. We're all going to do something. We're going to have you watch us sing. And that's going to make you feel better about vomiting every two seconds and shitting across the bathroom. Okay? So turn up your... Who gives a fuck? We're not little babies. I can't take it. Like, if I was three years old and, you know, the cast of uh, some baby show came on, Dora the Explorer, and sang Imagine... Okay, cute idea. I don't need to see Gal and Will Ferrell and Jimmy. Hey, come on. John Mayer made a joke about it because they asked him to be involved and he turned him down. Then he went on the internet, <clears throat> I think on Instagram, and basically made fun of the fact that I don't really care that I turned him down. I'm not sorry. Kind of ballsy, but he can be a prick. People say that about him all the time, but he did the right thing to not be involved in that. Look at us. We're famous. You're going to love what we do. Oh. Now seems like a good time to remind the celebrities that are, you know, uh, cultural moments where if they have nothing constructive to offer, it's just kind of best for them to just go away, keep their heads down. Don't say shit. You know, lots of them are doing tone deaf stuff. The best or the worst is New York, New York's governor, Andrew Cuomo. Now, Cuomo was trending over the weekend as President Cuomo because they all loved how stately he looks and acts on TV talking about this flu. You know, whenever this happens in the world, whether it's 9-11, you know, Mayor Rudy Giuliani became like America's mayor during this time. And boy, he was great. He went to like 30-something funerals. In the meantime, he's keeping us all up to date. He's walking through rubble. He was He was amazing. He was like a general. He actually had a meeting, a very secretive meeting with the governor of New York, Pataki, and he talked to George Pataki and said, this is the time now. You've got to suspend term limits. You've got to let me, you got to let me keep being mayor. You got to let me go a third term. 
And Pataki said, I don't know if I can do that. That's not something we do. And Giuliani, you know how he gets. He's like, now's the time to do it. And you know what? He probably would have been right. People would have loved him sticking around. Instead, we got Bloomberg, who ended up being great. I say we. But New York got Bloomberg. But Giuliani, that's how much that power went to him. Speaking of Giuliani, where the fuck is he? With all this shit going on, I know he kind of self-destructed during the collusion shit, but where is he? And how come after going to 30 funerals and being on that rubble every day for months, how come he doesn't have a fucking cough? This guy's healthy as an ox. You think anybody who went down to the rubble and worked the ground zero has been dying left and right. This guy's fine. Unbelievable. But Cuomo's trending over the weekend as President Cuomo because, you know, helping folks get through the flu. But allow me to remind you of his hypocritical bullshit artist ass, okay? Cuomo is the guy who likes to say, if this quarantine that we're invoking in the whole city of New York can save one child's life, it's the right thing to do. Okay. Okay. Um, This is the same guy, though, who thinks it's fine for a woman to have an abortion up to the moment she's due to deliver. So he's okay for nine months an abortion in the ninth month. He's okay with that. And too bad with that baby feels or too bad about that baby's welfare. But the kid we saved with this quarantine, do you understand? Does that seem logical? But the fucking liberals had him trending. Makes no sense. And speaking of the virus, maybe the biggest news that's come out of this, Jesus Christ, you want to talk about a guy who's had a worse march than me ever, Harvey Weinstein gets 23 years in jail for rape, and now now he's tested positive for the coronavirus? Ay, ay, ay. People think he got it because he was at Rikers Island, and that place is disgusting. And that may be one of the nicest things you can get from staying at Rikers Island for a few days or weeks. There's no better breeding ground for, for shit than a correctional facility, man. They, got, they grow everything there. But Word is three corrections officers also tested positive and another inmate other than Harvey did as well. Now he's upstate. Um, did he test positive? There's that angle as well. Is this the beginning of a corrupt effort to keep him out of the general population and maybe start to mount a public outcry of support? Who knows? If, if inmates think he's positive, you think they're going to fuck with him? I don't think so. So this could be a plan, something he paid for. I don't know. Wouldn't doubt it. Money talks and bullshit walks. And Harvey was always great at throwing money at things and making them go away. I think we learned that the last couple of years. Maybe he was slipped the virus for real on purpose. I'll tell you what. I think I'd rather go. I'd rather go through the complications of this virus in a medical facility than to just sit in prison with a fucking roommate and face death and unlimited beatings and rotten food every day. I don't know. I heard the flu is not too good a time, but I'd pick it over prison, especially 23 years in the joint. Either way, news like this doesn't sound like Harvey's going to stick around. He's got enough things that compromise his uh, immune system, and God knows what the fuck's going on in his head. Boy, do you think there'll be a parade? They might not have held the the St. Patrick's Day parade, but there'll be a St. Harvey's Day if he passes away in prison. Believe me. And Rosanna Arquette and Rose McGowan will be the first ones out there with their fucking trumpets. I'm not saying they don't, they shouldn't throw a parade, but oh boy, will they be there. So happy. Oh, 
complete female parade. You can wear your pussy hat you had from a few years ago. Be be fantastic. It turns out that uh, people are, are dealing with this virus, despite what politicians are saying and all the advertisements on TV about social distancing, what have you. We're actually now in an Airbnb, so we left the hotel. So now I'm in a different television uh, system. It's no longer direct. Now it's Spectrum, I think. And Spectrum runs commercials every five minutes telling you what to do. It is definitely like, you know, you're sitting there with your kids watching TV and the mayor of L.A. comes on, Garcetti comes on to talk about this sad time and what we need to be doing to tell our children. And and it, it just feels like a fucking horror movie sometimes. It's unbelievable. I know we can't keep saying that, but so people are doing things differently. The actress um, Debbie Mazar, who I did a little film with many years ago, she's tested positive. She lives out in Italy as well as New York. And, you know, a lot of these a lot of moms are getting it because they're, they're the ones who are like out of the house getting all the supplies that were needed and necessary before this shit got really bad. And as a result, you know, that's got to be one of the reasons why she probably contracted it. But. Debbie's a tough chick. You know, if you don't know much about Debbie Mazar, she had great roles in Entourage. She was great in Goodfellas as the chick who was cutting coke for Ray Liotta. Debbie is great, but she got her start as just a, a, a chick who went out partying all the time with Madonna. And was uh, she was Madonna's makeup girl. She was applying makeup to Madonna. Having fun. Madonna wasn't famous yet. She was dating Jelly Bean Benitez. This is a DJ in the New York club scene. After Madonna emerged from living in a car and and gave Jellybean Benitez a mixtape to play, and she fucked him for that, and he played the mixtape, and before you know it, that got a lot of airplay, and the rest is history. But Debbie Mazar was running around with Madonna at that point. If you look at all pictures Madonna has when she was a young girl in New York, Debbie's right next to her, a couple of years younger with the makeup and the cigarettes. They were crazy chicks, these two. <clears throat> now Debbie's got it. So... It's all different. And she said, you know, a lot of people in Brooklyn and Prospect Park were at the beach. And uh, it's not what, you know, like, I don't, it's so arbitrary. I went to go to Big Five today to buy Rocco a basketball so we can shoot hoops. Big Five was closed, the big sports store. But then I go to Walmart and that's open. And it's it's teeming with people, enough people that, you know, I don't get it. I don't know. Everybody's different. Evangeline Lilly, the pretty chick from Lost. Uh, she was proud to post that she dropped off her kids at Kung Fu Kung Fu class. I almost said Kung Fu. Kung Fu class. And she said shit like, they washed their hands before they went in, so all is fine. And this prompted Sophie Turner, who's married to, I think, Joe Jonas. By the way, those Jonas boys, those, those boys, they love to be married to girls who have absolute say over them in their lives. Like Sophie Turner... And the other one, Priyanka Chopra, the Indian chick, you could tell she rules the fucking roof. She's married to, I forget the other Jonas's name. You know what I mean. Um, he's on uh, X Factor, or The Voice. Um, but they they just run the relationships. These boys are kind of like, they, they stay in the back. They're very quiet. But Priyanka Chopra and the other Jonas boy had that marriage that lasted, uh, the honeymoon that lasted three weeks. What a bunch of shit. Anyhow, Sophie Turner then saw that, which she, which what, what, um, what Evangeline posted, and she posted, stay inside, don't be fucking stupid. <laughs> and that made Evangeline Lily come back and say, I've got two young kids. Some people value their lives over freedom. Some people value freedom over their lives. We all, we'll make our own choices. 
And then Sophie Turner wasn't done. She came back with, stay inside, guys. It's not cool. Uh, it's not good. It's not clever. Even if you count your freedom of your health. So it's weird. People are going at it. It's like religion. It's like a lot of things we think differently on. We're all battling with people who, some people are out there daily getting their, not coffee, because that's not being served, but they're, they're out there getting a piece of cake in the morning or uh, McDonald's or a fucking fruit. And others are just holed up at home. If I had a house right now and I had all my groceries and shit inside of it, I'd be holed up more than I am. I I, I do have to admit. <clears throat> but the social distancing thing is not caught on everywhere. But I wanted to talk about today's show. I said I'd address a couple of things. You guys went on the Facebook podcast, Obsessed page, and asked me. I said, use the hashtag Boo Flu because we're all down and out with this thing. And ask me things you want to know more about. And alarmingly, a bunch of you wanted to know about Renee Zelliger having that quickie four-month marriage to country singer Kenny Chesney and then suddenly announcing we're divorced four months later. And it's hard to know a lot more about that um, because basically Renee Zelliger legally cannot talk about rumors that, that follow her ex Chesney around quite a bit. She did come out not too long ago to address the gay rumors that are always swirling around Chesney after she filed for divorce. She said, you know, she cited fraud after four months after their marriage in 2005. But, you know, she's not saying too much more. She said, legally, I can't talk about it. That was part of the agreement. Um, And I heard she's got to be very careful because Chesney will not even accept even a hint of what went wrong. Um, she did say a couple of, maybe a year ago when it finally came out again, or maybe a year and a half ago, she said, it made me sad. It made me sad that somehow people were using that as a way to be cruel and calling someone gay as a pejorative, which was fateful consequences. Of course, there's the bigger picture problem of why anyone had to make up a story at all. See, she's not really saying that he's not gay. And even though she was sad by the rumors of Chesney maybe being gay, she still refuses to be specific or give the exact reasons, which to me sounds ridiculous, only saying it was the right thing to do. I said all I needed to say on the subject. I'm an old-fashioned gal who doesn't feel you yeah, old-fashioned. That's why you did all that shit to your face. What, what, old, what year old-fashioned? <laughs> uh, I don't feel it's appropriate to hang out your laundry on the lawn. All right. She said, I feel you devalue yourself as a human being when you do that. When you share very special things with the bajillion strangers who are making fun of you, I don't see any dignity in that. But sometimes it's just difficult to let something be what it is, especially when it's unnecessary ugliness. Kenny Chesney's gay. All right. Maybe he wasn't telling her the whole story while there was a courtship, a quickie courtship, then a wedding. You know, you're all blinded by that wonderful time in your lives. And especially when both of you are major, major stars. One's on tour. You don't see much. When you get together, it's electric. You get takes the guitar out, sings a few songs on the bed, and he can kind of fake his way through a few orgasms, I suppose. And maybe she said, well, the sex isn't great, but, you know, it'll get better. And we can be a power couple, whatever the fuck. And then you realize, hold it a second. I'm looking through his phone. I'm looking through the internet here. I see where his searches are. This is not the kind of guy I want to raise kids with. So I think that's what happened. And since she's a good chick, she's never going to fully address. But that's, that's that's my take. My take is he is gay, and um, look, they made a deal, and she doesn't want to ruin his life, and he doesn't want to come out. 
and that's the breaks. What else could it be, guys? And if he hit her, she'd say it. Okay. Anyhow, a few of you were also dying to know more about. Um, I don't know why this one got. Well, a few of you are into this one. Uh, Seth MacFarlane's love life, Family Guy creator Seth MacFarlane. You know, somebody said, I mean, this guy dated Amanda Bynes, the crazy, but isn't that something that at one point he was dating Amanda Bynes, who we all know now is unfortunately imbalanced and ugh, just a crazy person. But he's also, Seth also, you know, was fucking around with Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. So um, he was with her for about six months and people saw him hanging out at the Emmy Awards about three or four years ago. But that was his last high profile fling because ever since then he's been he's been with this girl 20 years younger than him a girl named holston sage which if that's not a made-up name my god that's like a stripper slash poet holston sage both of both of those things i've worn on my body um they were in the uh this the star trek prequel the orville and um i think he was even with uh oh you know what he was with Eliza Dushku, who I think is adorable. But, you know, that's what happened. Seth MacFarlane, funny as fuck. Family Guy, so many things he's done are funny. Um, funny and money is such a simple formula. It gets girls. That's why David Spade gets them. That's why Pete Davidson is getting them. Even big fat Chris Farley had a huge model for a girlfriend back before he died. Take Go take a look at Laurie Bagley. Oh, my God. That's the kind of girl funny and money gets you, okay? But Seth MacFarlane has had a lot of fun in Hollywood. He was linked to Alexis Knapp, the, 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 also the chick from Twilight, Ashley Green. She's a beauty. And as I said, I'm, I was really impressed by Eliza Dushku. I think she's adorable until I remembered. Hold it a second. That's not the best one he's been with. When he was making that Western that was supposed to be really funny, I forget the title. I saw it. It was kind of dopey. He was banging Charlize Theron. Theron, sorry. I always remember somebody correcting me. It's Charlie's Theron, AJ. Okay, he was banging Charlie's Theron. I'll never get over, he'll never get over that one. I mean, that, every guy has one like this. There's those that you know you shouldn't have gotten. But, you know, he only got it because she knew, well, if you're Charlie's Theron, you got to go, what are all these girls doing? What is Alexis Knapp? What is Ashley Green? What is Elijah Dushku doing? With, what's what's to, to Seth McFarlane? Oh, he's funny. And he makes you laugh all day, and he's got his own money, and he doesn't have to spend mine, and it's fun. And he's busy a lot, so we don't have to hang out all the time. That's what it is. That's the, that's the formula. But Charlize Theron went all in. And uh, even, but look, you know, it, it ain't like when you have good friends like Seth MacFarlane has. They know that you're batting out of your league, but all they can do is sit around and watch and shake their head. Uh, long day today. Um, got to finish my audio book, which will be done today, and then I'm going to put the Patreon up before I hit the rack tonight. But I wanted to thank my tippy-top, my cream of the crop, Angelique Heller, Debbie Anderson, the great Catherine Speed, the great Catherine Stewart, Patty Markle, Audra Fortune, Chris Elise, Melanie Howell, Wendy Macasey, Dr. George Kness, Eric Farquay, Ali Chichi Tran, Heather Grindle, the great Angela Domino, Chris Starr, Joe Leone, Dana Parks and Betty, Jennifer Lewis, Christy Tucker, Kim Casto, Deb Thompson, Marcello Martinez, Sarah Walker, Gail Edwards, Kurt Nowak, Jackie Robbins, some new, some newbie named Sherry. I don't have her last name yet, but she popped up on the Patreon as a new tippy top. So Sherry, 
Love you for coming in during this uh, love in the time of COVID-19. Um, I wanted to make mention before I sign off that uh, the great Catherine Stewart today uh, texted me that she had gotten a really bad dizzy spell and was in the emergency room and they saw a mass on her head or something in the in the uh, in the ER and um, she said she keep me posted. I said, does it sound like, this? I mean, does it feel like the virus? She goes, no, it's not that at all. And her husband, who's great, John, can't be too near her because of this whole fucking, you know, being separate bullshit. So she's kind of going through this alone. By now, she either knows what's going on or, I don't know, or something pretty important is going on. So say a prayer for the great Catherine Stewart. If you knew her more than you might think you know her on the page, she's a remarkable woman. Tremendously generous, kind, you name it, that's her. So uh, I'll be thinking of her tonight more so than I will bitching about me and my family being in one room. Just when you think you got it bad, you can you can bet your ass someone has it worse, particularly at some moments in life. So that's it for today, guys. All right, keep doing what you're doing. With any luck, we'll be here the next week doing the same thing. And I'm AJ Benza. Sign up for Patreon. I got some good stuff on there. Talking about the great Tallulah Bankhead today and how she relates to the Chinese flu. Uh, There's something there. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Fame is a Bitch is an AJ Benza Workhouse Connect production featuring the endless wisdom, insightful commentary, and sometimes fucked up perspective of AJ Benza. Executive producer, Mike Agavino. Technical producer, Brian Vasquez.